Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. I'm Vicki Kosiorg, and I'm here with Daniel Parks. How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty well. It's pretty hot out there today. Yep. Pretty, it's pretty miserable hot across day. the nation. It is so, all that global warming stuff. Yeah, but anyway, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> despite the heat, we were out there on the sidewalk. Well, you were out there. I you was were not. not. You were not. <laughs> I was in the I office. Was, right. You on, were cool uh, on Zoom meetings and yep. doing the other things that I, yep. I do from day to day. And I was melting along with our team in the heat. However, we nonetheless set up. A camera. Okay. And did not forget that. All right. That's because important. this is a critical component of being a safe and responsible sidewalk team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Is strategic camera use. All right. That's kind of a weird subject. It is. Uh, we did a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the podcast before last, mm-hmm. maybe. We talked about safety on the sidewalk. Right. Yeah. I don't remember. Did we mention camera? Usage. I think, I think we, we mentioned did. it, and then we've mentioned camera usage frequently yeah. in these podcasts, but we've never really just devoted a podcast to here yeah. are some do's and don'ts with the camera. And we thought this is good. You, you really, we really should do something more targeted on yeah. everything there is to know in the sidewalk right. about camera use. Yeah, yeah. And so, specifically, what we're talking about, most of you guys listening are going to know exactly what we're talking about. But those who don't, is we're talking about a camera that's placed in a strategic area, mm-hmm. not for filming patients. Never. We've been accused of that. Right. But we literally have no vested interest in filming patients and spying on them or whatever. Right. It's really for accountability because we know that going out there confronting evil, one of the darkest places we believe in our city where evil takes place day in and day out. And one of the most evil places at the gates of hell at the abortion centers, we're going to confront that evil. It can be potentially a volatile situation. Um, pro boards are out there, right? Mm-hmm. There could be some angry dads, angry moms, angry friends that come and try to get in our face and try to threaten us or even assault us. And um, actually, I just heard this happened in Southern California. There was an older couple doing ministry. I didn't even tell you about this, doing mm-hmm. ministry on the sidewalk at an abortion center there. And some lady come up, apparently hit the guy, one of the guys wow. in the face. He fell back and... uh Hit his head, oh, no. and he's at the hospital. Oh, good grief! Some, wow, some pretty significant stuff going on. She's uh, they're filing charges against the lady. Yeah, whether or not they had a camera going, I don't know though. But I will yeah. say that things like that can happen. Now, none of this we don't we don't walk in fear, right? Mm-hmm. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. So we're going to walk in fear. But we are going to walk in wisdom. Right. So if things like that do happen, it's important that we have a camera. So we can hold the people accountable because if we don't have a camera going, oftentimes it can be just our word against theirs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's for our safety. It definitely is a is an important tool yeah. on the sidewalk outreach box that you that you should have. And in this article, we wrote an article as we always do um, to accompany 
the podcast, or almost always. Yeah. But the, um, this article talks about, first of all, kind of just the general reason that yeah. you've just outlined for why why there's a camera out there in the first place. And then we just go through some of the do's and don'ts. And yeah. the, the first thing is, okay, you need a camera. We, we agree with that. Where do you place it? Yeah. Where do we put the camera? Maybe go into a little, Daniel, if you can, about what kind of camera we use, because yeah. maybe people wouldn't know. Yeah. So the cameras that we use, that we encourage people to get, that we have available for mm-hmm. our, uh, our missionaries to use, or that if people want to buy them, this is what I point them to. I'm not going to be able to say the name, right? Okay. Because it's, it's they're made in China. Okay. <laughs> but it's M-I-U-F-L. Why? So, Mufla. Something like that. I don't <laughs> okay. know. But those, and they make a couple different versions. The one we get is kind of bigger. And it looks like a lot of what you'll see that police officers have, these body right. cams that they yeah. use. Yeah. And the reason why we use that is because it's all self-contained. Mm-hmm. It's got the memory built into it, so you don't have to buy an SD card. It's got a battery built into it. And they'll record four to five hours straight through. And you can actually put the recording because it's got limited amount of memory, like 32 gigabytes. That may not mean anything to anyone out there. But what it does mean is that eventually that memory is going to run out, whether right. it's four hours, five hours, or you know, if you use it consecutive days, eventually that memory is going to run out. And so you need to set the camera up and there's a feature in it to make it loop. So that means it keeps on recording. Mm-hmm. And when it gets done and it gets full, the memory gets full, it's going to record on top of the previous recordings. If an incident does take place, you just stop the camera and it's got a screen on it so you can show the image. But a lot of times the image is so small. If I need to show an image to a police officer or something, I'll kind of connect it to my computer and show them from my computer. Um, But, yeah, I mean, certainly if you guys want to know, reach out to me. You can shoot me an email, daniel at lovelife.org, and I'll send you uh, a link to the one that we use. Yeah. But you can go on Amazon. I mean, there's other companies. They're about 130 bucks. Yeah, they're not but cheap. in my experience, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And these are actually, I mean, they'll we put them out there in the rain and, and yeah. you know, harsh weather. And they pretty well stand up to what we uh, what we put them yeah. through. So and surprisingly, we, they, we place them, and we're going to talk about re, uh, placement in detail, but we do place them on top of our cars across the street yeah. from, from where we stand, a two-lane road. And the sound is surprisingly good. You yeah. can hear what's happening between the pro-abortion crowd and us, yeah. moms, whatever, on the on the sidewalk. Yeah. So we, we, we've really liked these cameras. They do look like a body cam, as you pointed out, but we would caution people... Not to wear body cam- body cams. Yeah. And a lot of sidewalk counselors outside of Love Life, I don't see so many ours, our people using them as body cams, but a lot of people do. And there's a reason why we recommend that you yeah. do not. Yeah. I always discourage people from wearing a body cam on your body. Right. Because, number one, it's going to cut down on the interactions that you're going to have with women going into the abortion center. I mean, you stop someone going into the abortion center, whether they're walking up or they pulled in. Uh, in their vehicle, they stop to talk with you and then they see that you've got a camera on, immediately they're going to shut down. Yeah. Either that or they're going to get aggressive and get offended. You think it might right. it might neutralize that, but sometimes it makes people more angry to see a camera um, because it kind of feels like a breach of privacy and it, and it really kind of is. Yeah. And even though you're not using the camera to film them, still they're seeing that camera and they think you're going to use it to plaster it on the internet or social media. And the truth is, we know that these women are coming to these places. Many are driving hours away, even though there right. might be an abortion center in their town. They're driving a couple of towns or cities over. 
because they don't want to be seen at an abortion clinic. And so when they feel like they're being recorded, then that's a problem. So that's why we always encourage folks not to put it on your body, but to put it either on a vehicle. Some some cities put it on like, you know, a signpost, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a light post, some something away from the area of engagement, but still pointed at the area of engagement. Mm -hmm. For example, like at Latrobe, the main area of engagement is that driveway where people pull in. And that's where we minister here at Latrobe, right. And that's where there's a lot of pro aborts there. If someone gets angry and comes in our face, they're going to likely, it's going to, you can never have a camera everywhere that's going to get every interaction. This Mm -hmm. is impossible. You can put 15 cameras up and you're never going to pick up on everything that takes place, but have it at the area of engagement. That's where most of hostile activity might take place. Yeah. And, you know, you're doing the best you can because you yeah. got to kind of weigh out is because you got to set the camera up. You got to make sure you charge it. You got to make sure, you know, there's there's some there's some work to do mm-hmm. with getting that camera out there. It's worth it. But if you're trying to set up like three or four cameras, it'll become not worth it anymore and you'll just stop doing it altogether. So it's best to set up one, make it not too difficult for you or for your teams to set up. And I would encourage you. You know, if you're listening to this, you're in one of our Love Life cities, um, I would encourage for the sidewalk leaders there to get a camera for each team for each day. Right. You know, you should have right. a team lead for each day or each, um, each shift mm-hmm. and get a camera for each shift so that each leader has a camera and they take care of that camera, make sure it's charged up and make sure, you know, it gets set up and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea. And and one of the other reasons that you have often mentioned in the past for why you would not wear it on your body is you only see what happens directly in front of you. Right. If, if you're wearing a body cam, whereas if it's set up in the distance, you're going to see things coming from behind. Yeah. Um, and from all angles, hopefully. Yeah. So it it's really important. We we actually park our cars strategically for the best position possible yeah. where we can mount the the camera. The one advantage of putting it on or even inside a car, inside a car you're going to muffle the sound, so just think of that. But if it's on a car, it's on your personal property, it already is your personal property. Whereas if you're going to put it on a telephone pole or a tree or whatever, it's no longer on your personal property. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit easier to protect it. Right. Um, and to make a case that yeah. this was your personal property. Yeah. But I will say, mm-hmm. if someone comes up and steals your camera or whatever, yeah. even if you have it on a light post or a sign yeah. post or something like that, people still can't steal your stuff. Right. You know, if you lean, if you lean your nice... $150 umbrella, which I hope you don't own a $150 umbrella, but if you did no. and you leaned it against a uh, signpost and someone come up and stole it right in front of you, they would still be a thief and they would still be be liable, right. criminally liable for right. stealing your property, right? Right. Yeah. And so you got a $130 camera, someone comes up and steals it just because it's on the light post. That's not okay. And right. they, you should press charges against them for doing so. Yeah. Um, something about um, being really careful about filming patients. I think I have told this story before, but I'll tell it again because this is a great podcast to be sure it's, it's mentioned. There was a woman who was very engaged with with me, definitely about to choose life, about to go on our mobile ultrasound unit. Um we had really clicked. And because of an incident that happened right there at the driveway that had nothing to do with this woman or me and our discussion, one of our team members came over and started filming. Um, She was not trying to film this mom. She was trying to film 
the other person who was trying to run me over. Yeah. And um, but the mom didn't know that. Right. And she was livid. Right. And it absolutely shut down that discussion. She was furious, drove into the abortion center. She ended up actually choosing life. Yeah. She did calm down, come out later. But that almost sabotaged and almost cost that child um, its life. Yeah. So right. be really careful in all of the camera use that it's very clear you are not there to capture video or photographs of the women. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I that's going to happen, right? It's going to happen But that's naturally. not the intention. Right. And we would never use the video. Like, what would be the context for us to use that video right. anyway? You right. know, if we take yeah. a picture of a mom that chose life and we use that on social media or whatever, we do that with their permission. Correct. Because we have a vested interest in protecting their privacy and protecting yeah. that kind of the trust that we build with them in that relationship. Right. Yeah. So we're not there to breach that trust. Now, pro boards have accused us, you know, of using that footage for things, but it's just, it's a false accusation. Yeah. Um, something I want to mention too, it's a little, it's not off topic, but mm -hmm. it's probably not in your article here. Okay. But this is a situation I heard about in Washington state, because we realized that if you ever look at these abortion centers, they've got cameras, uh, you know, at Latrobe, they've got cameras on almost all four corners of the building, right? Yes. Yeah. And there was a situation at a Planned Parenthood there in Washington state where one of the pro-abortion people, uh, one of the you know, counter protesters or whatever they call themselves, clinic defenders actually assaulted a sidewalk counselor. Oh, wow. And he took out charges and the city or the police department actually subpoenaed the Planned Parenthood for their footage. Cause they actually had the footage. The camera was pointed in that direction. So they subpoenaed, the Planned Parenthood, and they had to give them the footage, and that's ultimately what led to that person being prosecuted. Oh wow! I'm surprised they didn't. So that's with something it or also to consider. If something does happen, yeah, um, someone threatens you, or really, if someone is physically violent, because it's going to be a bit of a process. But definitely, I would push for the police department and the prosecution to get Planned Parenthood or the abortion center to hand over their footage. Yeah, um, they they have to do that if they have footage, they have to hand it over. So I, I wonder what prevented them from tampering yeah. with, with their footage because they I could see the abortion center where we were at doing everything in their power. Right. To. Just erase, oh, whoops, we erased it. Yeah. Yeah, erase it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was the hand of God at work in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Because to me, it's pretty miraculous. It um, is. But, you know, I think there's a sense in which Planned Parenthood and the abortion clinics don't really want the liability and things that could come with people that are supposedly serving on their behalf. You know, these volunteers that they asked to come out here, if they assault us, ultimately the abortion clinic can be sued. Yeah. And I think they want to do everything they can to shield themselves from that. So maybe that's why they gave that up yeah. because they didn't want that person to be out there and yeah. create more liability. I don't really know. But it's at least something worth considering. If your yeah. camera didn't catch the angle mm -hmm. and they have a camera set up, I would definitely be pushing for the police department to get that footage. Yeah. And and do it right there. As yeah. you know, we, we, of course, counsel you call police immediately if there's any act of aggression or violence. Right. And I would urge the police to go right in immediately and get that camera. Because yeah. if they don't, I'm I'm pretty sure in many cases it would be tampered with. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, don't count on it. Right. You know, have if, as much as you are able on your own, protect yourself with your own videotaping. And yeah. we're going to go into the second way of doing that. Um, but it's good to know that, yes, I think that is true of most facilities you're going to be at. They will have their own 
um, video system yeah. going. So the second thing is if you don't, we, you should have a constant surveillance camera like what you've described. We do yeah. strongly recommend that. That is looping and constant. Yeah. Um, but everybody has a phone camera yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So don't forget that. Right. Bring it with you. Yeah. Don't have it, you know, back home in your in your or even in your car. Have it yeah. in your pocket, ready to use. Yeah. when you're on the yeah. sidewalk. I was going to say, even if your camera is perfectly placed across the street, and there's some incident taking place, and it's getting the footage, you still should pull out your camera phone and take video right away, right? Because mm-hmm. it could be another angle that that camera is not getting, and you know, it's a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, because you want to be able to hold those people accountable. People yeah. that get violent and aggressive. If they get away with it, we'll get more violent and more aggressive. So yeah. if they come out one day, let's say one of the pro-abortion people or something, and they're they're pushing you a little bit and they're not held accountable, the next day they're going to be pushing you a lot, right? Yeah. And then the next day they might actually just, just hit you. you yeah. Know? yeah. You, you give these people an inch and they'll take a mile. So this is all about accountability. Right. And with the same as with the surveillance camera, with your phone camera, there are pros and cons. Yeah. And the positive um, is sometimes just pulling it out does uh, dampen the the level of excitement right. and, and the crisis. It, yeah. it may, sometimes it makes the bad guy go away, shrink yeah. away. Yeah. Not always. Right. The con is sometimes, and I have heard this happen, so I know it does happen, it escalates the aggression. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes it'll make people more angry. Right. Most of the time, it will calm them down and de-escalate them because they know that they're being held accountable and that this video, you know, they know that they could go viral acting like a fool in front of the abortion center. But you have to be aware that sometimes it can increase the anger. I've, I've been, you know, seen incidents take place pull out my camera phone and have the guy who's yelling at somebody else come right and get in my face and get super aggressive with me. Right. Hoping it would de-escalate. It actually escalated the situation. And really, there's no way that we can tell you how it's going to work. But what we can say is you need to still take your camera phone out. And, you know, if they do come over and be aggressive, you don't have to respond to them. You don't have to tell them why you're filming or anything like that. Just keep videotaping. <laughs> Make sure you mm-hmm. get them on video if they're threatening mm-hmm. and they're, if they're being aggressive and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Hang on tight to that phone. Yeah. Because what happens when I have heard about these uh, escalating is they try to grab the, your phone. Yeah. yeah. I had a guy actually slap my phone out of my hand. Yeah. And uh, it actually fell out of my hand and hit my son who was standing beside me. Oh, wow. And I called the police. Um, They showed up. I showed them the video of the incident and uh, they took that guy right to jail. They did. Okay, so so that shows you it is well worth it um, calling the police, but having the video evidence. Um, So when I have seen the anger most often, it's when I have or someone has been inadvertently usually filming, sometimes purposely filming a patient. A client. Just be careful not to do that. Remember, like you said, they're traveling sometimes from now. We're seeing from many states over to conceal this sin. So they are going to respond with great anger if they think that sin is being uncovered and might be shown to the world. Yeah. So, um, so some kind of a, a summary then of do's and don'ts. We've already, we've already mentioned a few times. Don't photograph the clients of, of the abortion center. If it's inadvertent, okay, 
you know, you've done it, but don't let that be obvious. If you must photograph and a client is in the picture somewhere, but they're not the source of your video or whatever, try and kind of make it not obvious what you're doing. Yeah. If if possible. That's not always possible. Something about photographing the pro-abortion crowd. Um we sometimes do it just because we just can't believe what they do. Right, yeah. <laughs> and we want we want to show the world. But I think we do need to have to be careful about that. That's right. sometimes exactly what they want. Yeah. yeah, they're just trying to draw attention to themselves yeah. and they end up really sucking the air out of the room. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, if they're not doing things that are violent or, you know, that look like they could be leading to violence, then just don't be videotaping yeah. them really. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't wait. Don't give them the focus and the attention. Um, just, you know, your time can be spent better yeah. uh, uh, trying to save babies. Always have the phone on you. Yeah. And and be ready with it to videotape. Have it, I have it in, I have a belt pack um, and, it's, and I've got a side pocket so that the phone is right there. I can right. whip it out instantly. Um. If there is direct aggression. So sometimes this has been an issue for me, especially if I'm if it's a really small team or I'm the one that is videotaping and there's direct aggression. And I'm like, do I keep videotaping or do I call the police? Right. And I know since I have struggled at that moment about which do I do, I'm not the only one. Other people need to. And so maybe if we talk about that a little bit before you find yourself, if you find yourself in that situation, what we would recommend you do, you'll do what is best at at that moment. Yeah. I mean, if you can still keep videotaping and have your other teammate, if you have another teammate call 911, you can do that. Yeah. But I think the best is if, especially if you've got a camera set up and it, likely is catching what's going on on the on the camera you're the then, surveillance camera the surveillance you mean, not camera. your phone yeah. camera right um then do shut your video down and call 911 on your yeah. phone yeah even saying call 911 to your teammate again is going to hopefully de-escalate aggression because they know yeah. that uh no one wants the police coming right. after them usually we did yeah. have one person tell us she already had a record a mile long she always gets out on bail, so it's no big deal. Call the cops all we want. Right. So, <laughs> but that's not. But the you know, that's just all talk anyway. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, remember that that video may be the evidence that is needed to either ar- arrest or rebuke right. whoever it is. So it is important that you do have um, someone videotaping. And I, I don't know if I mention it, but I think it's probably not a bad idea to tell all team members they could potentially be the person to videotape, but yeah. maybe designate someone, Hey, this is your role. Yeah. If, if you uh, among your other roles, but if you see aggression, you're in charge of trying to get over there and videotape. Yeah. Normally it would be, of course, whoever's closest. Yeah. If there's someone close, but it's not a bad idea yeah. to alert team members. So-and-so is the the person that's kind of going to be in, in yeah. charge, okay. in charge of that. Yeah. Uh, we talked about avoid, body cams, uh, sound. Sound, I know when I was once assaulted, it was me um, shouting, hey, that hurt. Yeah. And it was picked up on the camera. Yeah. So not only have a camera that has sound, be sure your sound is on, but don't forget if you're the one being assaulted, don't be afraid to talk about that right, <laughs> as yeah. you're being assaulted. Yeah. 
you don't want to fake anything. It really did hurt what she did. She slammed uh, her sign into my mouth. Yeah. Um, so it was a natural response. But as soon as the magistrate saw that, they actually did write a warrant yeah. for, for her. Um, so I think those were the main point. Oh, I, I did say if we're in that active violence thing and you've got a choice, I would always call the police first. If right. it's an active violence, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. You need yeah. to call. You need yeah. to call the police. Yeah. And maybe sacrifice the video, hoping your surveillance cameras ca- capturing yeah. what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these are just some tips that we've kind of laid out for you guys from experience. And, um, again, we don't want to instill fear in you guys, but we do know that this can be a volatile situation. We're Mm -hmm. confronting evil with truth Mm -hmm. and the devil doesn't like it. And people that are living for the devil don't like it when you speak truth. And so we can expect that there's going to be some pushback. Oftentimes it's just verbal. Oftentimes it's just angry people, but sometimes it can get violent. Yeah. Sometimes with the pro-abortion people, they can take things too far. And so it is good, again, to have something to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. So having a camera going and, uh, you know, from a couple of angles can be helpful. So hopefully this encourages you guys and hopefully you can apply some of these principles. This is a pretty short podcast, but again, hopefully just practical and helpful for you guys. As always, you can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that if you want to know what kind of camera we use, I'll certainly shoot you over a link, but you can look on Amazon. There's all kinds that are available. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can find something better than what we use. But I'll be happy to send you over a link. If you have any other questions, anything you want to run by us, any maybe future episodes you'd like us to cover, subjects for future episodes, you can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. And we'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. I know it will cost me my life Nothing's too precious since I met you